Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. Praise, hallelujah. Turn to somebody, say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for those who call this their church. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That should be our prayer back there in that banner that you see right there. Lord, change me from the inside out. Come on. How many know that we need some changing inside? Amen. Sometimes we can look okay on the outside, but inside, that's where the brokenness is. That's, that's where the healing needs to take place. Amen. We used to sing an old song, amen, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Amen. And so that, that's what we need is for Jesus to work on us. Amen. That way it can catch up to some of us that are pretty good looking outside. Amen. Hallelujah. For all you people out there, amen. Praise God. Amen. Today I want to I'll wrap up this mini-series. I, did, I didn't know it was going to turn into a, a mini-series, amen, when I spoke on repentance, amen, and talked about David and Saul, that, that God just showed me some other things that we need to work on if we're going to be a people. And so I, I named it Having a Heart After God, amen. I, I believe that uh, hopefully that's our desire as a people of God, amen, that God, I want to have a heart like yours. I want to love like you. I want to forgive like you. And so if not, that should be your prayer, and that should be your goal, amen, to have a heart after God, amen. And uh, when my family and I, amen, my, my wife and I came over to Las Vegas over 18 years ago, my intention, my goal was to build God a house right here in the desert. I, I wanted to build God a house, amen, and, and uh, build a house here in Vegas, amen, that, that PCLV would be God's house, amen. And so our first banner, amen, back in the first year that we were here, and, and, uh, and really uh, uh, no one was here except for Sister Sarah right now. She was in that building, amen, and when we had this banner, and the first banner said was building his house, building his house, amen, and it was just a plain old white banner. There's nothing fancy to it at all, amen, and not like how it is today, amen, with our banner of victory, amen, it, but it was something that was on my heart that we wanted to build God a house. And the scripture I used that year in our first banner was Matthew chapter 16, 18. And it says, I tell you, Peter, or I tell you, PCLV, that on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades or the gates of hell will not overcome or will not prevail against it. And verse 19 says, I will give you the keys. Somebody say, give me the keys. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Hallelujah. Come on. So if we are to be a people after God's heart, we have learned that we first have to have a heart of repentance. Amen? Last week was a heart of what? Obedience. Amen? Thank you, Sister Maria. <laughs> And as I wrap up this mini-series, uh, 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 I want to minister on building God 
God's house. Building God's house. Our, our text has been in Acts chapter 13, 22. And I'll go ahead and read that again. It says, but, Saul, but God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do, say, I will do everything he wants me to do. And throughout this series, we've been looking at the lives of these two men, lives of two kings, the lives of two men anointed and appointed, men with a call of God on their lives. But we see that throughout this series, amen, one man lost the kingdom and the other man inherited an eternal kingdom. So let's look at having a heart to build God a house. I believe that's why God chose David. David had a heart to build God a house. I don't, I don't think that Saul had that kind of heart. Listen, if we are not careful, listen. Let's tell your neighbor, listen. If we are not careful, we can start building our own house, listen, instead of his. And doing our own plans, listen, instead of his. Doing what we want to do instead of what he's telling us to do. I'm talking to Christians. We can get caught up in building our own homes and chasing our dreams that we forget the kingdom of God. Remember what happened in Haggai chapter 1, 3 to 4? It says this, Then the Lord sent this message through the prophet Haggai. Why are you living in luxurious homes while my home lies in ruins? I remember, I, I believe that David remembered God taking him from being a, a shepherd boy, a, a boy out in the fields, a, a boy that didn't have much, didn't come from a, a rich family, amen, but ran his father's business of tending sheep. But God raised him up to be a king. And now David, at this point in life, is living in a palace. I, I believe not only did David look out of the palace, when he saw Bathsheba, and we all know what happened there, right? Tell your neighbor, don't look over there. <laughs> but I believe that he looked out of his palace and one day saw a tent that the Lord was living in. A tent where the ark of the Lord was at. A tent where the presence of God was at. A tent where he would go and worship God. I believe that somewhere along his journey, uh, somewhere, it's already off, brother. It's off. Is there, are we trying to turn it off or to turn it on? You guys are, oh, stuffy, go for it. Everybody look at Fino, amen. <laughs> I should just go to preaching, you go to ushering, amen. I, Stick to the preaching. But I believe that David you looked over uh, when he looked over uh, the side and when he was walking on top of the roof of his palace or when he would go out there, amen, and, and, and maybe just hang out or in the morning to give God thanks uh, or whatever along the way, somewhere down the journey, uh, down the road, amen, uh, from being that shepherd boy, uh, tending sheep, uh, to being a great king that had everything, uh, something inside of him started to change. 
Something was revealed to him on that roof. A, a light came on and something became known, listen, to his spirit. Something started to change inside his heart, church, where he started thinking, listen, I'm here living in a palace. Living as a king, and my king, my Lord, is living in a tent. I'm living in luxury while the presence of the Lord, the ark of the Lord, is living in a tent. David's heart started to beat for a heart to build God a house. He got so excited. This guy got so excited this time when this revelation hit him, amen, that he tells Nathan the prophet, I want to build God a house. Who wants to build God a house? I say, who wants to build God a house? Amen. Let me tell you, like I said, 18 years ago, my intention when we came out here was not just to pastor a church. It was to build God a house. I wanted to build God a house. I wanted him to get God. I want, I want a house that looks nice. I want a house that was warm. I wanted a house, you know what, it didn't feel churchy. It felt like a house where my daddy can be. I wanted him. I wanted to come. Amen. Uh, let me tell you, when, I, when we came into this building, I was so excited. When we got our own building again, amen, uh, we were sharing a building. I said, God, you didn't, I didn't come out here for this. I came to build you a house. I had vision. I had vision. I said, I lost the vision for all. And God just brought it back. And God, I want to build you a house. And I was so excited, man. I was doing things. Painting. I was so excited, amen, that I almost had a nervous breakdown. I got so exhausted and so busy of building. Got a house. I would stay out. My wife would call me, come home now. Dinner's ready. I'll be there right now. I'm just going to do a couple more rows. I was so exhausted and burned out, but I was so excited to build God a house that my leadership rebuked me and told me, Pastor, you need to relax. You need to pass that on and help us, help us build the house with you. No, no, don't touch it. I'll take care of that. That's all it was, amen, because I wanted to build a house. But we came to build a house, church. See, David started thinking, it's not about me. It's not about my house, amen. I'm living here, and my, my God is living out there, amen. I'm living in a palace, and my God is living in a tent. And Nathan told David, do whatever you want, son. Go for it. You want to build him a house? Go ahead. But Nathan goes home. And look what the Lord tells Nathan in 2 Samuel verse, uh, chapter 7, amen. And I'm not going to read it, but I, you can turn there and read the story. But the Lord told Nathan to go tell David, he is not going to build me a house. He is not. And, and Nathan's probably looking at the Lord. You should have seen his face. He was excited. I'm going to tell him that. Go tell him. That he's not going to build a house for me. The Lord says, you know what? I will build a house for him. He's not going to build my house, but I'm going to build his house. And so why not? Why, why can't he build you a house? Well, because David is a man of war. Look what it says in 1 Chronicles 28 verse 3. But the Lord said to me, you are not going to build a house for my name because you are a warrior 
and you have shed blood. But I believe that God was still touched by David's heart of wanting to build him a house. So God tells Nathan, go tell David this, and he goes on to explain it in 2 Samuel verse 7, verse, verses 5-14. through 14. He goes this, go and tell my servant David, this is what the Lord has declared. You are, to, you are the one to build a house for me to live in? I will never live in a house from this, I have never lived in a house from this day I was brought to uh, uh, brought the Israelites out of Egypt until this very day. I've always moved from one place to another with a tent and a tabernacle as my dwelling. Yet no matter where I've gone with the Israelites, I've never complained to the Israel tribal leaders or the shepherd of my people Israel. I've never asked them, why haven't you built me a beautiful cedar house? Now go and say to my servant David, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies has declared. I took you from tending sheep in the pasture and selected you to be the leader of my people Israel. I have, I've been with you wherever you have gone, and I have destroyed all your enemies before your eyes. And now I will make your name great or your name famous as anyone has ever lived on earth. I will provide a homeland for my people Israel, planting them in a secure place where they will never be disturbed. Evil nations won't oppress them as they have done in the past, starting from the time I was appointed. I appointed judges to rule my people of Israel. And I will give you rest from all your enemies. Furthermore, the Lord declares that I will make a house for you, a dynasty of kings. And from and when it goes on to say, For when you died and you are buried with your ancestor, I will raise up a descendant of your own offspring and I will make his kingdom strong. He will be the one who will build a house, a temple for my name. And I will secure his royal throne forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. If he sins, I will correct him and discipline him with a rod like any father would. But my favor will not be taken from him as I have took from Saul, whom I removed from your sight. So he, here he's telling them that he's going to, protect him. Here God's saying, you know what, uh, check, check this out. I'm going to protect you, but I'm going to make you a house. I'm going to make your name famous. Hallelujah. You know, we, that's why uh, people were singing uh, songs unto David, amen, uh, that he kills his 10,000. He, he became famous. Uh, and he says, you know what, uh, you're not going to build my house because you're a man of war. Of course, you know the story down the road, amen, that his son Solomon is the one that built the temple. Someone in his offspring, a descendant of David, say amen. But David wanted to build God a house. It was in his heart. But God tells him, no. Now, this is where we can get tempted, this in church, to get mad. Right? Come on. What do you mean, no? What do you mean I can't be an usher? Can't be a leader. I can't go pastor a church. What, what do you mean, No. Come on, come on. Amen, right? I remember one time back when I, I was only saved three years, I was so excited, you know, and, and it was just emotion, amen. I, but I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a new convert. I'm excited. And I remember going to my pastor, ah, send me out, send me out, send me out this conference. I want to go, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. And she didn't say nothing to me. She goes, that's, that's great, Art. <laughs> 
I thought she'd be excited, like, yeah, we're going to send you out. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Nothing. So I thought, well, she's going to surprise me, amen, on, on conference night, Friday night, when they start announcing churches, amen, she's going to announce my name, and I'm going to go build God a house. Friday night, name came out. Oh, praise the Lord. Another name, praise the Lord. Hunting Park, okay, here we go. Another couple goes on. Hey, okay, all right, they're going too? They're going too, all right. And that's the end of the announcements. And I'm like, something inside me like, what? How about me? I remember two weeks go by. Nothing. I'm getting mad. I'm thinking I'm leaving this church. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I'm leaving this church. And finally she comes to me. And she tells me. I was a worship leader back at home. I'm coming off, off the platform and. Uh, as we get ready to go hear the word, and she's right there waiting for me. And he goes, hi, Art. Oh, hi, Pastor Neville. He goes, uh, I want you to know that I heard you that day. Heard what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and I knew exactly what she was talking about. Because I heard you. I know what's in your heart. But she said, not now. I need you. I need you. And it was just a way of saying, you're not ready. <laughs> But I need you. And, and, and I, she needed me there. There was a, a passing of our, our pastor that passed away, and I, I just came back to the Hunting Park Church. And, and so she, she needed uh, men and, and to surround her and to cover her in prayer. And I always used to ask her, what can I pray for you, Pastor? And I always covered her in prayer, and I still cover her today. And, and, and so it's always been in my heart to cover my pastor. And so she goes, I need you right now, Art. So she made me feel like, well, you need me. I can't go. My pastor needs me. <laughs> of course, four years, uh, well, three years later after that, then someone got sent out, and it was time. But, you know, I want to build out a house, but he tells you no. I, I want to do this, you know, I, I, I want to do this. And he says, no, I, I want you to do this instead. And you say, no, what, I want to do this, but, but God says, I have this for you instead. See, sometimes we can go chasing and building our own dreams instead of God's. In the Bible, it says in 1 Chronicles 29 that David said these words. This is after the Lord told him no. He says, I'm going to use every resource at my command, and I will gather as much as I could in building God a house. Because of David's devotion, because his heart was right towards the Lord, amen. David was saying, you know what, I'm going to give all my personal treasures of gold and silver for building God's house. In addition to all this, and all, I'm going to donate building materials and gather all kinds of other resources. David here is offering a gift towards the building of the temple. He says, I may not build it, but I'm going to give towards it. Come on, right here, this is the first building fund right here. He says, I, I, I'm going to raise resources. I, I'm going to give into the building fund. I, I'm going to give towards that uh, because I believe that's why God picked David uh, instead of picking one of his brothers, amen, over Saul when he was looking to anoint a new king. And even though God said, I'm not going to let you build my house, David didn't get mad. He simply obeyed. He didn't get mad because he wasn't going to get credit for it. 
Even though uh, he was not going to build it, like I said, he's going to give towards it. This shows the heart of David. Sometimes I wonder if people do things for God, listen, only to have their name on it. Look at my Bible study. Look at my life group. Look what I'm doing. Look at my ministry. It becomes my, my, my instead of his, his, his. Look what I've done. Look how much I've given. We do things. Do we do them just to get the credit? Or does it come from a heart that wants to build God a house? See, David didn't have an attitude. He didn't say, well, if I'm not getting any credit for this, amen, you know what? I want to take back all my personal donations. You know what? I'm going to stop giving. No, David says, you know what? If that's what you want, Lord, that's okay with me. I'm still going to give my personal belongings. I'm still going to give into this building fund. I'm going to give all my resources in building your house. This is a heart for God. It's a heart to build God, God's house over his own. They didn't care if his name was on it. He just wanted God to have a house, whether he was going to build it or not. See, it's all really about building his house, right, church? We're not here to build Praise Chapel. Did you know that? We're not here to build the house of St. Art. Welcome to St. Art. We are here to build a house for the Lord. Amen. A house where people can come and get victory. Come on. They come here, amen, that we can offer them real faith for real change, amen. We're here to give uh, into this fund. We're here to give into God's house, amen, that people can get saved. We're here to build a house. How many know the world needs a house? Come on, the world needs a house that's spirit-filled. Churches that are spirit-led. Churches, listen, that are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Come on, uh, come on, there's dynamic speaking out there, there's great word out there, but if there's no Holy Spirit, there's no power. There is no change. Uh, we want to build God a house where He can dwell in, uh, where His Holy Spirit can hover over, amen, to bring change. That is where breakthrough happens, amen. Uh, that is when deliverance comes, uh, when the Spirit of God is loose, amen, uh, and He comes and touches, uh, and you can't manufacture that. Just like what happened this morning, the Spirit of God started to move. And started to identify some hurts. And says, I see you. Come on, you're just not a number in the crowd. You're just not a face in the crowd. He identified you and says, I know where you're at. I know your depression. I know how you feel. I feel that you're no worth, but you are worthful. You, 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 have, you have value. You, you have purpose. Come on, he, he clothed you back with dignity. He clothed you back as a child and a daughter and a son of God. Come on, this is a God. That's the Spirit of God, amen. You cannot manufacture that. God moves in that. We need to be empowered by the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody say amen. We need to be a church that speaks the truth. Because the truth, well, what? Set them free, hallelujah. It's the truth that brings change. We're here to be a church that offers real faith for real change. The world today 
is waiting. And we are a generation that can respond to the need. Come on, we are a generation that can respond. I, I told the people during war room prayer, during this coronavirus that's going on, and, and I know that we, my son jokingly joked about it a little bit. It, it's still a concern. We're not trying to disregard that, amen, but bring a sense of humor to it. That You know what? you got to trust God. That we have to use this opportunity, amen, to present the gospel because people are in fear. If you don't believe me, go to a, a Sam's Club. Go to anywhere where you won't find water, toilet paper. Why? Because there's a fear that's hit our nation. And we have to take this opportunity. And though we, we take uh, uh, preparations of ourselves and sanitize our hands and wash our hands to make sure it doesn't spread, but take this opportunity to also pray for our nation. But also give hope to those who are in fear. The world is waiting, and we are a generation that can respond to the need. America is a country that must respond, respond in taking the gospel all over the world. It's about churches coming together and building God a house. Can you hear, church, the cry of people? People that are looking for the truth, people that are looking for answers. And I'm here to declare and tell you that Jesus is the answer. Amen. Jesus is the answer. Because no matter who's running for president, Jesus is still king. Will you build God a house? Nathan tells David that God was going to raise one of his descendants and he will build the house for him. Because Jesus, listen, because of Jesus, because this salvation is for everyone, Jews, Gentiles, everyone, church, because we have been adopted into this family that now we, come on, say me, we are now descendants and part of this royal line, church. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 says this, God decided in advance to adopt us, that's you and I, into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. It gave him great pleasure. Do you know it gave God great pleasure when he adopted you? Come on. Man, look at my son. Look at my daughter. Amen. He adopted us. We became a place of belonging. Verse 13 says, amen. Now you Gentiles, that's you and I, unless you're a Jew and in this place, amen, but Gentiles, amen, have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Jesus or believed in Christ, he identified you, listen, as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. Galatians chapter 3, verse 28 to 29 says this, There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all, somebody say all, all one in Christ Jesus, and now you belong to Christ, who uh, you are a true children, or true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promises that belong to Abraham now belong to who? You. Say me. Take ownership in that. All the promises, everything that was spoken, uh, given, uh, amen, in the descendant line of Jesus Christ, amen, now belong to you and I uh, as adopted uh, 
co-errors in the kingdom of God. We are descendants. Listen, the descendants that God said will build him a house. He says that he chose you. He saw you. He goes, you know what? I'm going to pick you. I'm going to pick you, 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 you. You will build my house. Come on, somebody. Come on. Not only will we give into it, we're going to build it. Hallelujah. And we are building it. Will you build God a house? Can you hear the cry of people saying, build us a house that we can come and worship God? We need to build his house in the neighborhoods of Las Vegas. We need to build his house all over the world, church. The only way that we can do this is by having a heart just like David. A heart of building God a house. So I'm going to wrap this up today, church. If we are to have a heart after God, First, we've got to understand, we must have a heart that repents. Come on. If we're not repentant, church, we're not building nothing. <laughs> we're not going to build anything, church. It will not stand. Come on. If you're divided, it will not stand. A house divided will not stand, amen. You'll be either devoted to your own self or building your own house. And you won't give time for God's house. I'm telling you that today, if you devote your whole heart, say my whole heart, your whole everything to building his house, let me tell you, in turn, your house will get built. Things will line up. Everything will line up. Everything lines up, but we have to repent. Come on. That, that word is still valid today, church. Come on. We, we, we repent. Christians repent? Yes, Christians repent. Come on, there's no one righteous. There's not one. Amen. No one's perfect. Come on, we all fall short. Come on, I'm not perfect. I haven't arrived. Amen. We're just like Paul. Paul says, you know what? I don't consider that I obtained it all. I don't have it all together. Amen. But one thing I do is forgetting what's behind, forgetting my past mistakes, forgetting what happened yesterday, and I press forward to today. Amen. Pressing towards the goal. Amen. Of the high calling in Jesus Christ. Amen. I keep building God's house. Amen. I keep giving God, giving to God's house. I keep keep believing, trusting, and putting my hope in a Savior that died for me. I go forward in God. Keep going forward in God. And knowing that he's going to build me in return everything that I need. But it starts with a heart of repentance. You can catch that on our podcast. <laughs> Got to have a heart of, that obeys that we learned last week, right? Not only repent, but now let's obey. What will we repent from? Right? Come on, let's, let's just obey God's word. Let me tell you, if you simply obey God, everything will go okay. It's when you disobey when things don't happen, church. Come on. And you know the things you're not supposed to do. Come on, somebody. I didn't know, Pastor. I didn't know. Shut up. You know. You, you, it, don't, it don't take a rock, rocket science to find out what sin is. Come on. It's, it, it's inside. We, everyone knows. Your kids know when it's bad. We know. We know. You got to read more, though, to know more. <laughs> Come on. That's why some of us don't want to read. Amen. I didn't know. For some of you, you didn't know. Amen. But you know, you know. <laughs> you got to read the word. Amen. You got to read the word. But we have to, we have to obey. 
We have to obey, church. See, how many believe in God's promises? And the Bible says there's probably like over 7,000 promises of God. It's a lot, right? But the only way that those get released is through obedience. He doesn't bless spoiled children, amen? not going to bless you. And there's times where God just does what he wants to do. And he'll bless you when you don't deserve it. I talked about that last week, amen. There's times where you still kind of feel bad. You're like, and I think that's why he does it, amen. It's to, God, I, I don't deserve this. I know, son, but I love you. God, I got to get right. But sometimes it, it gets us right with God, amen. So he does things. How many know that God knows what he's doing? <laughs> if you haven't figured that out, God knows what he's doing. And if you obey, you'll be blessed. It's, it's, that, it's, very that, it's that simple, church, that just obey God and you'll be blessed. Will you still go through trials? Yes. Oh, man. No. <laughs> he gets you through the trial. You stand firm. Right? I mean, this, this banner, that's this, this, this year of declaring victory is for God to help you through your battles. That we're going to go through storms and battles. We're going to face giants, church. There are giants that you're going to face in 2020 that you have never faced before. But I'm telling you, if you trust God and you obey God and you repent from your sins, he will make you victorious. I, I guarantee it, church. I, I get, God has never failed me. He always has amazed me. You know, he blows my mind. Just like this morning, he blew my mind. I was like, man, thank you, Lord. Thank you that your concern is in this little church that's on the corner in the corner. That we're not, we're not, you know, we're not just one of the churches that, ah, praise devil, all right, whatever, I'm going to go here. No, he comes and he visits us here. Because you're here. And he loves you, and he comes, and, and, and God is so, he's everywhere. That's what makes him so awesome. That What he did this morning here, he's doing it in other churches at the same time. And he's reaching now, and this is, how, this is the heart of God. And, and, and God just says, God, just, just, just repent. We, it starts with repentance. If you want salvation, repentance comes first. Come on, not, you, you, you can't just simply start obeying God. You've got to repent first. But if you obey God, it's going to show you that, man, I'm, I'm wrong. When you start obeying God's word, you start repenting. Come on, church. There's times when I read the word, and I say, oh, my Lord. I got to get on my knees right now. God, I, I, that, that really hurt me right there. I, oh, man, the word of God is so awesome. But I, I, I don't want to be away from this. God, my, my heart is to get closer, and I believe that that's a heart after God is when you say, God, I want to know more of you so I can stop doing the things I'm not supposed to do and simply start to align my life and my heart to yours. That it beats the same way that yours beats, God. I want to love like you. I want, you know, I love people, but, you know, there's some people that get on my nerves. And I'm not going to look at anyone right now. God's working on me still. <laughs> But, but his love overtakes that. We have to love everyone. We may not like everyone, but we have to love everyone, church. I don't like certain things. There's certain things that bug me, like they bug you. Come on, don't look at me all. Not me, pastor. Yeah. You ain't that saved. Hallelujah. Come on, there, there's irritations. Hello. We're, we're, we're human. It's part of life. Some people don't like loud people. Some people don't. Amen. It's just, come on. It's like an almond bar, right? 
Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. It's just part of life. I'm part of the nut. I love almond, almond joys with nuts. Amen. The mounds with none. But there's, 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 but there's times and there's moments. This is where we learn, church. This is where the balance comes in. God, build us. Let us have a heart after you, but we have to repent, and we have to have a heart that obeys. And today, as I wrap it up, let's have a heart that wants to build God a house. This is what I want to do. God, I want to be right. That's my repentance. God, I want to obey. That's that's my duty. But God, I want to build you a house. That's my life. That's my everything, God. This is what I came to do. I didn't come to, to do nothing. I come to put no name on nothing. I didn't come to, to blow anything up or look what I'm doing. Look what our, No, no, God. Look what God's doing in Vegas. Look what, what God's moving, man. Lives are getting touched. Amen. Come on. Where's this massive storm? You've been here for 18 years. God's, God's not into numbers. He's into the one. Amen. There's the one getting healed in our church. There's this one that's getting delivered in our church. There's this one that, that, that their lives are being put together in our church. Man, God's doing some things in the one. And that's what I look at. That's what I focus at because you can get lost in the crowds. But I want to see the one just like God does. We're here to build a house, church. Look in Romans chapter 114 as I'm wrapping this up, amen, for a second time. There's a few more coming, church. The Romans 114, this, this is Paul's heart. He goes, I have a great sense, listen, of obligation to both the Greeks and the non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. In order to build God a house church, there has to be a sense, listen, of obligation to go after those that are not saved. In Acts chapter 16, 9 to 10, it says this, During the night, Paul had a vision of a man from Macedonia standing and begging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen this vision, we, we got up ready at once to leave for Macedonia concluding that God has called us to preach the gospel to them. There's a sense of urgency and obligation. That was what's placed in the heart of my wife and I, amen. When we came to Las Vegas, uh, come on, uh, God, there was an obligation to come to preach the gospel. Uh, the city was waiting. Uh, though other churches were here, God was calling us here, that there's still a people that still want Jesus. There's a need, church, of building God a house all over the world. And when you gave your life to the Lord, let me tell you, your life no longer belongs to you. God has the right, listen, God has the right to change your plans. God has the right to, 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 to your finances. Come on, somebody. God has the right to, to change, a, 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 a right to, uh, to take your life. And say you're mine. Let me tell you, when I gave my life to Jesus, all my plans went out. He changed everything. I thought I was going to be this and that. I'm not that. I want you to be this. But I want to be this. No, I want you over here. Changed everything. 
My checkbook's his. Whatever you want, God. Where he want me to give? What do you want me to do? Here is your money. He controls my finances. My life don't belong to me. I can't do what I want to do, church. I can't. There are times, there are times where I don't want to be here on Sunday. <gasps> There's times where I want to get up on Sunday morning and go look for some menudo. In Skip Church. <laughs> doesn't make me bad, but I want to do that, but I, I can't. My life doesn't belong to me. I have an obligation. There's an urgency. Not that God doesn't give us time, church. Don't they say, oh, man, you get, man, you're a pastor. You can't go on vacation. No. No. <laughs> you can. You live life. I'm, I'm talking balance. There's, I'm talking about those moments and times where you say, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to Bible study. I don't want to go down brother so-and-so. I don't want to go pray for them. I, no, 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 no. You got to go pray for them. You got to do your Bible study. You got to come to church. Amen. It's an obligation. It's a sense because God, you never know what God's going to do inside of you or how God's going to use you to reach that that comes in, to reach that person that comes in, that, that person that, that lines up where you've been and you can give them life. We're here to build God's house. Paul came. God came to Paul in a vision, and it changed his plans. It changes his whole his whole ministry. For that moment in time, he he was thinking of something else. He was doing some great things. But says, but God tells him, go to Macedonia. There's a people there that need to hear the gospel. See, Macedonia to you can be something that's undesirable to you. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go in that neighborhood. Hello. But God tells you. God tell, may not tell everybody. But when he puts something in your heart, you got to obey it. Amen? I'm going to close today. This is a real one. Hallelujah. This is a real one. Hallelujah. I only have three closes there. If I ever, ever say I'm going to close, you know, if three will be the max. We need to have a heart that builds God a house. My question to you, will you help me build his house? Right here you see the heart of God coming through the heart of David. Are you willing to follow are you willing to give in order to build his house? See, as we build his house here, not only does God build your house here, but he's building your house up there. Come on. He tells his disciples and he tells you and I, I go to prepare what? A place, a house for you. And where I'm at, you'll be. And so God is building our house, our eternal house, church, as we're building his house right here. He builds our own homes, our physical homes, our lives, our family, our marriages, and he's still building an eternal house for you. Let me end with this. Life is not about finding yourself. It's about discovering who God created you to be. So let's stand in victory through repentance and obedience and building God. Let's all stand up. Here.